New from Kenner. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I, it's really nice to see, uh, you know, some, some more of Boba's backstory. And uh, I really appreciate the, the flashback scenes, even if they're just a small thing. Um, it, I, I think it's, it's great so far. It's really, really good. Um, my only criticism is, you know... The scene where he he fights and claws his way out of the Sarlacc. People have been waiting to see that scene for almost 40 years. And I just feel like it was a little <laughs> bit too brief. I think I think it was a little too brief. They could have showed a little bit more. Um, but, you know, we just saw another flashback of it in this most recent episode. So maybe they're going to continue to sort of go back to that and show more. So mm. we'll see. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. You know, I've really been enjoying the show. I felt like the first episode, maybe in spots, was a little bit slow, but getting into that second episode, I I really really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, and um, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, the Sarlacc was I don't really want to say underwhelming because it was I thought it was cool to see it, but um, yeah, we could have gone a little bit more there. I felt yeah. like, and um, as you also noted, uh, there was a little bit of a flashback in uh, episode two, chapter two, so. Perhaps we'll continue to see um, that play out um, from Boba's memories and his nightmares and uh, everything he's thinking back on his uh, previous life up to this point in the series. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing more of that kind of thing. It's very enjoyable. For sure. Absolutely. So I'm really excited that you're here. So uh, Tyler, of course, uh, from SWTVC. And um, previous contributor also on the Vintage Collection podcast. I think the last time we recorded was in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you're back. Thank you so much for coming on uh, and talking TVC with me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on, Victoria. Always a pleasure. For sure. So what have you guys been doing lately over at uh, SWTVC? What's the latest? Well, right now, uh, we are gathering people's um, top 25 all-new figure wish lists, um, and the data that we compile from that will be used to, to create our um, March Madness bracket with the top 64 uh, community-wanted characters, um, and then those will all go head-to-head -head in a tournament-style bracket, uh, culminating in sort of the ultimate most wanted community figure uh, of the year for 2022. So last year it was Bo-Katan, and uh, then we ended up getting her as a figure. And um, obviously those things are not related, just a nice coincidence. Um, obviously, <laughs> sure it is. Well, I mean, you know, these, <laughs> these things are planned out months and months and months in advance, so I'm sure Bo-Katan was already in development. But it is nice to see... Uh, 
you know, when Hasbro and the collecting community are on the same page about things. So, yeah, you know, it's a really good point. Um, you know, we are very vocal online about what we want to see and uh, through the conversations like this and what we um, share with others and, you know, the feedback we give to Hasbro. So it is nice to see, like you're saying, like we're on the same page, that they're receptive to what they're hearing uh, from the community. And um, yeah, hopefully that continues to flourish and we continue seeing um, things that we're all hoping come out uh, in the near future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just for anybody listening, uh, if you're worried that you're going to run out of time to submit a list, you have the whole month of January. Um, you can submit your list over at SWTVC on Instagram, or you can submit it um, in the Vintage Collection uh, Facebook group. Uh, so multiple places to, to put in your list. Right on. And we will put links in the show notes for sure. And I already did my list, so I'm already good on that. I love your list. Your list is very diverse. (laughs) It's fun. Very fun. Thanks. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff we need. A lot of stuff we need. So hopefully everybody will will be happy with whatever announcements come uh, later this year from Hasbro. For sure. So cool. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, before we get into the the bulk of our topic here, uh, which is um, plastic and phasing out plastic, um, a recent announcement, uh, most recent announcement for the vintage collection, um, Hasbro uh, recently told us a couple of weeks back about ARC Troopers, and I know you love ARC Troopers, I love ARC Troopers, so what did you think about these guys? Oh, man, I, I do, I, I do love me some ARC Troopers, but um, I, I never thought these would happen, as much as they're like, yeah, wow, that, that makes perfect sense, they're easy repaints, but it's just one of those things you never thought would happen, um, because... You know, EA Battlefront 2 came out in 2017. It's now a four-year-old game or coming up on four-year-old game. And uh, they're just not characters I would have expected to see, uh, even as repaints. So I'm ecstatic about it. I think I think they're awesome. Uh, I'm particularly excited about the umbra arc trooper uh the black and yellow one or black and orange as some people say yeah. i don't know it's kind of like a goldish color but that's the skin that i use when i when i play as an arc trooper on battlefront 2 so i'm thrilled to actually have that as a figure uh, it's so cool e- even though it's just a repaint it's it's just i don't know sometimes it's all it takes to get me excited i guess yeah yeah it's uh it's really cool it's really cool and we haven't had an arc trooper that you know looks anything like that gold and black one so um, that'll be really exciting to see. Yeah, it's a very unique uh, paint scheme. It's interesting that these don't have the Gaming Greats logo on the card, um, which makes me wonder if they're being considered as part of the Gaming Greats subline, because obviously they should yeah. be. They're from Battlefront. They're based on characters from a video game, so they, they should be Gaming Greats, but it's just interesting that the logo is not on the card like it was for the first wave of... Uh, gaming right. greats so yeah that that's true and the other gaming greats you know they fell under the whole legends umbrella where it's just the star classic star wars logo right and then mm-hmm. it has uh, gaming greats on there and this is different it actually says battlefront yeah, i mean i'm all about it i think that's really cool um i just it's it's different you know whatever i guess i guess i'm just a sucker for consistency but whatever yeah yeah who isn't but we know how they are with the numbering and oh god don't even get me started d- different on that. rules <laughs> there's sometimes there's rules to follow sometimes there's not it's, it's, <laughs> you know at least we're getting the figures right that's the important thing i guess yeah yeah true true 
true. Very true. Cool. So I'll be excited to get these. And uh, I know you're only going to order one of each. Isn't that correct? <laughs> one pallet of each, you mean? One, one cargo <laughs> container? <laughs> one cargo <Nice>. ship? <laughs> yeah. So really cool stuff. And uh, as far as recent acquisitions, Tyler, have you recently gotten anything new that you've added into your TVC collection? Yeah, um, I got the entire uh, Bo-Katan, Mithral, um, Bib Fortuna wave. Um, it's awesome. Awesome figures. Really, really awesome. Yeah. I also picked up another um, Imperial Troop Transport. That'll be my second one because mm. I wanted one for when we get the um, the Navarro Cantina playset. I'm going to reenact the whole uh scene with the itt outside and all the stormtroopers and moff gideon and the standoff you know that whole thing so i needed nice. a second one for that 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 is cool and uh mandalorian is really making me run out of shells we got the razor crest coming we got the navarro cantina coming i don't know where i'm gonna put all these but um i i know so <laughs> I, I i was actually just on hasbro pulse today looking at the dimensions of the razor crest and then i was measuring like my uh shelves and i'm like man this thing's gonna be huge <laughs> it's, it's huge yeah it's 30 inches long that's almost three feet long so it's big i know. I, I did the same thing and i think the only way i'll be able to do it is to remove one of the the wings the engines from it and then put put it on the shelf like that i think that's the only way it's gonna work but yeah. who knows maybe i'll figure something else out but yeah it's huge Huge and awesome. <laughs> Huge so and awesome. I just hope, yeah, I hope they ship soon. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, right? Everything's kind of up in flux at the moment. and um, But uh, it seems like a couple of them have made their way out there by way of um, another continent. Yeah, there's pictures floating around. Um, what is it? Is it uh, Malaysia or Singapore that that account is based on? There's a guy who has one fresh out of the box and there's some sort of debate on whether it's a quote-unquote tunghori reject or if it's an actual you know razor crest but um i mean it, it came in yeah. in the shipping box and everything's um it looks legit uh, right. but at the same time it's it looks like it's missing some paint apps in some places so it's tricky um but it looks good i know that uh jason from yak face has reported that uh like you said, um, some have arrived in the United States. I think he's reported tw at least twice now that around 450 or 500 of them have arrived in the States. So only only around 1,000 of them are in the States and, you know, there's over 28,000 of them. So who knows how long it's going to take them to ship those out. I don't know what right. they're waiting for, but... Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. But I completely agree. That Boca Tan wave is freaking phenomenal. It's got to be one of the best waves, if not the best wave we've seen since TVC returned. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, there's not a dud in this wave at all. And uh, I got my case as well from Entertainment Earth. And, um, you know, I guess it must have flown over my head that uh, four of the figures were just single packs. So I've ended up not being able to open four of them so far. <laughs> and uh, I immediately jumped back on, opened another, uh, ordered another case, and it's shipped. It's on its way currently. So it should be here in the next couple of days. So by then I should be able to get them all opened. And 
enjoy them. But I really love what I've opened so far. I've opened Quill, Bo-Katan, and the Mithron. Those are just mm, so, so good. They're really good. I, I'm, I'm glad that you got such a quick turnaround on that second case. Um, you know, I, I did notice that uh, Bib Fortuna doesn't come with any accessories. But then I look at it and I'm like, yeah, but the Mithral comes with what, four so it's like eh, it's a balance i guess you know he, he comes with a lot more than i guess you would expect him to come with so it, that's pretty yeah, cool it's interesting i you know it's because we really don't really see even when we get accessories it's usually no more than one or two things at most right and this guy just has plenty of stuff um <laughs> he's can loaded I mess love it. around yeah it's it's awesome so yeah i wish that uh similarly that we did get something with bib if not the staff which i know we all wanted that staff to be in there right but yeah if not if not that at least like a knife just like the saga collection version had that little knife that he stashes in his belt yep yep that would have been nice but i i I do i do have to say i i agree that the staff is a missed opportunity but uh especially since they made a point to show it you know in the mandalorian in that scene um but eh, what can you do i'm sure i'm sure some you know, customizer out there will 3D print them for people to order. <laughs> so. And then today, uh, some images of Yoda made their way onto the interwebs, huh? Yeah, pretty much looks like they took the Cave of Evil Yoda and just stuck him on a card, right? Basically. Pretty much, yeah. And he doesn't have the snake, which I kind of feel like, is it really? Uh, you know, same thing with Bib. Is it really definitive if he doesn't come with the snake? Uh, hmm. So close. So close. Yeah, we were so close, as Krennic would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so close to greatness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice to have more stuff on the way, right? And these figures are looking great. And 2022, I think the outlook that I have is, is really a positive one. So hopefully we keep seeing good stuff and hearing new announcements and getting some surprises uh, thrown our way as the year rolls on. Absolutely. I mean, the line isn't, perfect there's still some things that you know it's missing as we talked about the other day um notably small to medium vehicles and beasts and stuff but at the same time i don't think there's any anyone who would doubt that the line has been healthier uh lately than it's been in a very long time so it's things are looking good for the vintage collection it's very exciting things are looking really good we're in a really good spot right now Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the most glamorous topic in the world, plastic. <laughs> that's that's why we're here, right? Plastic. <laughs> that's why we're here. Back in 2019, um, Hasbro said that they were going to phase out virtually all plastic. Uh, if we look at their press release, uh, they announced that they had plans to begin phasing out plastic from new product packaging, including plastic elements like poly bags, elastic bands, shrink wrap, window sheets, and blister packs. Mm-hmm. Um, the quote is, the company's ambition is to eliminate virtually all plastic and packaging for new products by the end of 2022. Removing plastic from our packaging is the latest advancement in our more than decade long journey to create a more sustainable future for our business and our world. And that's a quote from um, sadly the late Brian Goldner, who was the CEO of Hasbro who passed uh, in October of last year. Mm. Uh, His quote goes on to say, we have an experienced cross-functional team in place to manage the complexity of this undertaking and will look to actively engage employees, customers, and partners 
as we continue to innovate and drive progress as a leader in sustainability. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, virtually all plastic. So, I mean, maybe that's not 100, 100%. I mean, obviously the toys are still mostly going to be plastic, um, but they want to remove the um, any packaging, anything that's generally going to get tossed aside, not by collectors, but by most people who are buying a toy. Yeah, that is uh, problematic for the vintage collection, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I mean, that's a direct quote. It says it right there in the article, virtually all plastic in packaging. That is right in the quote or, or in the sentence in the article. Um, so let's just be clear from, from the get-go, if Hasbro is listening to this, um, that needs to not apply to the vintage collection (laughs) Uh, i think we're all on the same page about that we don't we don't want the vintage collection to change um you know you can add new expressions like these new uh deluxe packs and i'm sure we'll talk more about that Uh, that's fine that's that's great but as far as you know mainline standard figure releases uh the kenner style packaging needs to stay that's that's a critical part of your consumer base right now. Um, yeah, they will tank the line if they move away from that. Um, the a, a huge part of the reason whether you know openers want to admit it or not, because there are some people who just mentally can't fathom why people would keep their action figures in packaging on the card in the box, whatever. Um, mm-hmm you know what if it's not your thing that's fine but the fact of the matter is those people's dollars matter too all of these people are contributing to the health of the vintage collection everybody collects differently and we all need to respect each other's collecting habits ultimately it's all feeding the same hobby so if you take away a portion of the collecting base by removing their incentive to collect then that's going to hurt the line like period uh you know less profit means less budget less budget means less releases and less releases means the line dies you know so right it it all it all spirals all a trickle down effect so this packaging is really critical to to staying the way that it is yeah thicker card backs but (laughs) it is no well said um and I think, you know, we got to point out also that with the vintage collection, that plastic isn't going to waste, right? If you're a carded collector, you're keeping that. You're not discarding it into the environment. Yep. That's staying in your collection. Absolutely. And, you know, it was pointed out to me by uh, Chris from Skull that all of it is recyclable anyway. Yeah. The card back is recyclable. The bubbles are recyclable. So there's no need to throw any of the, this. This isn't single-use plastics that's just getting thrown into a landfill. If you're responsible and you recycle then it's not really doing any damage is it right yeah no that 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 is true i mean you know it's such an easy thing too i mean i know here in in my state in california it's it's a requirement um you know you have to recycle like you know we have specific designated recycling bins that you have to use and um yeah that any, any TVC that I, because, you know, I'm obviously I collect both to open and to keep in package. Whatever I do open goes right into recycling. It's it's never something that's going to make its way into a landfill. It's not going to make its way into the ocean. 
um, because it can't, right? That's like, that's, that's the law is that I have to recycle it. So, um, you know, I, I feel like, I think that their heart's in the right place, right? You know, I think we can all agree that plastic, you know, it was a gr- it, for its time, it was a great invention that, you know, allowed a lot of things to be possible. But I think we can all agree that, you know, generally speaking, plastic isn't, there. there's a lot of plastic out there. It's in the ocean, it is in landfills, and it's, it's going to be out there for, for a very long time. But mm-hmm. I think there's also an appropriate level of, um, you know, not being overreactive to to things like this when we're talking such a niche thing like action figures the vintage collection it's a very specific thing i think that we can make some allowances for for things where plastics can be incorporated absolutely as as some of our esteemed colleagues have put it um even even patrick i believe has, has said this himself you know the packaging is part of the product it's not just what's in uh the bubbles or on the card backs it's the whole package that the whole thing is the product so mm-hmm. you can't yeah that's it, it's part of the history it's like i'm trying to think of something i can compare that to but it's almost like buying like you know we like muscle cars right like yeah like an electric muscle car <laughs> yeah yeah that's a uh, whole the, the mock e <laughs> i i could go off on that trust me as a muscle car owner <laughs> myself um it, it's it's sad to me that uh, you know, V8s are, are dying off, but I, I get it from a, um, you know, ecological standpoint or a, um, sure. you know, sustainability standpoint. But but to, to, to take it back to the figures, though, like the reason why the vintage collection, not the whole reason, but part of the reason why the vintage collection is doing so well right now and it's sort of thriving and on fire uh and has seen a a sort of resurgence in recent years i mean think about it a few just a few years ago it was relegated to a walmart exclusive line i mean that's about as close to life support and near death as you can get (laughs) you know the super articulated line was only available at walmart uh for those of those of us who have short memories that's pretty substantial change uh since you know 2017 right um right in in four years we've come a long long way with the three and three quarter inch super articulated line um and it's it's that packaging that packaging is so powerful that nostalgic counter style packaging there's just something about it that just screams star wars and there have been other lines that have that have looked good over the years. You know, I think the 30th anniversary collection was good. Uh, the Revenge of the Sith line was pretty cool. Phantom Menace line was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, there's just nothing like that Kenner packaging that that makes people want to buy extras just to keep it in the you know on the card or in the package. Um, right. Most other lines just. And you can see this on the aftermarket when you look at, uh, you know, eBay prices. Generally speaking, vintage collection figures on the aftermarket go for way more than figures in other lines. And it's that's definitely part of it. So, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the it, you know, the, the vintage collection is based on 
the whole Kenner aesthetic, you know, it's a timeless aesthetic, it's classic, and it's just not really the kind of thing you, you can mess with. If you change something too significantly, then you're pulling away from what makes it so beloved and and a classic. And, you know, there's a couple of things they might be able to do, right? I know that some of us have been saying the bubbles have been too large compared to TVC 1.0 for a while. Maybe they can work on downsizing the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they can work on... Um, using less plastic in the actual trays, right? There's usually you have a tray in there as well that holds everything in place. Maybe there's some modifications that can be made there. Um, but I, I mean, I, to, to say it just all needs to, to go, I mean, it, it's really hard for me to think of any sort of alternative that they could do short of making the bubbles glass, which we know isn't <laughs> going to happen. Yeah, I agree. Uh, definitely with your point that some of the bubbles are are bigger than they need to be i know a lot of people have suggested that you should be able to sort of tuck the accessories sort of behind the figure and that way you can you can slim the bubbles down so that that would definitely be a way like you said to reduce how much plastic they're using um i mean if if it comes down from hasbro like ceo from the very top right that it's non-negotiable all plastic packaging is is just going away, right? I guess the way that they're packaging these deluxe sets now are about as close to that Kenner aesthetic as we're going to get, right? So, right. What, what do you think about that? Would you would you find that uh, an acceptable alternative if the bubbles, uh, you know, were, were no longer a thing? Yeah, I just can't think of any any other way they would do it other than, you know, you have your card back and instead of a bubble, you just have like a, you know, like a little cardboard coffin kind of like what they've some of, I don't know if you saw some of those black series mock-ups that were making their way around the, inter, the internet about a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just where you could only see like the upper portion of the figure, like it's torso, like it's upper torso, it's head. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they did like a cardboard coffin and they somehow secured the figure in place, that's the only thing I could think about, but that's never going to look right. You know, you're drastically modifying something beyond what it's famous for, for looking like. So absolutely, yeah, I don't know that that, I don't know that that could work. And, and a big thing for me, like I'm a stickler for really good paint jobs, especially in the face or, you know, if they're wearing a helmet, I like to make sure my paint apps are aligned and they don't look derpy or you know like they have huge quality control issues so yeah i need to be able to see the product or else you know it's just going to be problematic if i if i'm rifling through a bunch of tvc figures on the pegs i'm always going to look for the ones with the best paint jobs i'm sorry for the next guy but that's just the way i am (laughs) you know (laughs) i I don't want a figure with its you know lips up on its nose I, i I got to be able to see the paint job. So that's why the plastic is so important. Yeah. Not to mention things like, um, um, Zutton last year, right. Who, you know, had different color hinges variants and then Boba Fett with the, uh, the chest readout. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. maybe if you did have certain, um, if the packaging was, you could see the figure to some extent, maybe you could see something like that, but if it was something like joints or something that, is more obscured um you're never going to be able to do that if you don't have a way to see the figure absolutely totally agree the other thing i was thinking is i'm sure you've seen those comics uh those like star wars 
um, comics where every now and then they'll have a special issue and it looks like a Kenner card, right? Like it has the yes. character. And... Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. So I was kind of thinking maybe if they took the card and they did something like that where you just they put a picture of the figure over the cardboard, but then you would still know that it's not the figure and it's not real and it would just it seems extreme. Yeah. I I think honestly at the end of the day they're just gonna have to make an exception to this to this rule of eliminating all plastic and packaging. It just it it has to they have to come to terms with, like I said earlier, that is just part of the product. You can't change that. Or, you know, the other alternative that I could see them doing is once they finish the 96, they just pivot away from the vintage collection to a different, completely different style packaging. But I think that that would be a huge mistake. Huge mistake. I think that would be absolutely detrimental uh to the line to to the scale if they switch up the packaging and pivot to something else like the you know i, I don't even know <laughs> some other some <laughs> other line like i said you're gonna lose a huge chunk of those carded collectors it, it or or the people who collect both like us you know now you're cutting in half the number of figures that we buy automatically just like that right that's that's gonna cut into profits hugely yeah i mean i i wish what they would have said is is maybe they would have highlighted the vintage collection as an example of uh instances in which they do use minimal plastic in their products maybe they could have said um we're gonna use this as, as a guide for what we're gonna do with other lines mm -hmm. so that you know maybe we're not like virtually removing all plastic but we're minimizing plastic um, as much as possible and that way you kind of give yourself an out with the vintage collection and that can continue to exist as it has for all these years yep yep i think maybe um you know when we have an up uh, an upcoming q a with hasbro maybe somebody just needs to ask them a direct question and and you know ask them is the vintage collection in any uh danger <laughs> of <laughs> going away or being significantly altered as a result of this sort of directive uh, from the top. Yeah. You know, you got to ask them the hard questions up front. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good thing to get their insight on. Um, and you got to wonder, I mean, this, this directive says by the end of 2022, that's, that's the end of this year. Yeah. That's real soon. That's, that's real soon. <laughs> So, you know, it makes you wonder, like, are we going to see updates? Are they going to publicize and say, hey, these are our, uh, these are the answers to this problem. Or, these are some mock-ups of what the package is going to look like for uh, across the board. And does that include Star Wars? And if so, you know, what does that look like? I mean, I think we really need um, to consider what they're saying here um, in this quote, right? It says that they're looking to actively engage employees, customers, and partners as we continue to innovate and drive progress. So that's us, right? That we're the customers, we're the people that are have podcasts about <laughs> their product. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they do need to hear from us and we absolutely need to make it clear to them that, you know, this is one, one case in which, you know, there needs to be an exception because yeah, they, there's things they can do to minimize the use of plastic within these bubbles, but 
the, the bubble itself cannot go away. You cannot, you know, just erase that, that heritage, that mm-hmm. history, that this product that we all love and hold so near and dear and buy many, many multiples of in some cases because we love them so much. Absolutely. You know, I know a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I, I've seen people say that they would be totally fine sort of pivoting away from the vintage collection to a different style packaging because the packaging doesn't mean anything to them. They only care about the figures inside and, you know, the packaging for the vintage collection with the fairly small bubbles is a little bit limiting or restrictive in terms of the, the accessories and whatnot that they can fit in. Um, you know, like some of the older figures, um, like I'm thinking about, um, Biggs in his, uh, Tashi station outfit, right? He came with like a, uh, moisture evaporator, right? Like as a, as a single carded figure, he came with sort of an, an accessory piece. Now that would be considered deluxe yeah. but back in the day. That was like a main line figure. And so people, people say, oh, the vintage collection is is restrictive because we can't get things like that well they just came out with those new expressions where we have deluxe options where we can get environmental pieces like that so that's not really a valid argument anymore for getting rid of the vintage collection and pivoting right. pivoting to some other line uh, we don't need to do that anymore yeah so. yeah totally yeah there's this new format that exists and you know if you want to have those more deluxe pieces um that's that's a good way to do that you know i i don't mind them building on the vintage collection and incorporating more concepts and ideas expanding it you know more product that's great um but you know ultimately i don't think that they can really you know touch the existing single carded figures too much without i mean that's kind of like the bread and butter i think for most people right is is the standalone figures you know if, if you're a card collector you may not buy the vehicles or the play sets or the deluxe stuff but you're probably going to be buying uh the single card figures and if that evaporates then you know obviously that's going to affect everything else that you're collecting too absolutely i and i know collectors that don't keep things on the card but they still appreciate the card art and they still are like you know, yeah, aesthetically, that's that's really nice. I still open my figures, but I still appreciate that packaging. And I think what makes, you know, the Kenner card so great is, you know, you have, the, you know, usually you have a great portrait of the character and then you have a you have the figure, right? Yeah, so even if you're buying for the figure, and I think um, one of my contributors on Cantina Chatter podcast mentioned this, Tom Charlton mentioned that, um, you know, the pictures uh, really helped to sell the product back in the day because you know, when, when likenesses were what they were, you know, in the seventies, eighties, um, sometimes you'd have like parents or, you know, people that would need to see the picture to remember exactly who this was having that still from the film. And, uh, obviously figures have gotten way better than, than they've ever been before in, in TVC, but maintaining that heritage of having those awesome images on the card, I think is why this package has so much charm and why so many people continue to gravitate towards it. Yes. And it's so colorful too. I I love all the different, uh, you know, pill colors. I've seen people create, um, sort of display cases where they, they mimic the pills in the backyard in the background. And it's just like this sort of beautiful rainbow. It's just very striking and aesthetically very pleasing. Um, and like we've said, there's just nothing else like it, you know, and when you, you look at 
the figures that they're putting out these days, the all new figures, um, the brand new ones, it's it's like every wave there's a contender for like greatest 3.75 inch figure of all time. <laughs> every wave it's like, is this the best one ever? Is this the best one ever? So it really speaks to, you know, we're, we're at the like the peak of 3.75 inch figures ever. And so to to sort of cut the line off at the knees right now and just <laughs> it's like you're you're crippling that momentum if you if you pivot away from this packaging because we're it's like we're better than ever right now um, maybe not yeah. as far as like quantity goes we of course we want more but the quality phew, the quality is definitely there right so don't don't damage the momentum of the line by pivoting away from the packaging Ugh, that would just be such a mistake i'm telling you has right such a mistake yeah and some might say you know what you guys are gonna buy the figures anyway you say that you're not you're going to buy them um people may not be able to see the bubble with the figure in there but they'll know what they're getting what would you say to somebody making that argument well um that's true i i would continue continue to buy the figures um but i would be buying a lot less and many many others would also be buying a lot less and those people who are strictly in packaging or in box collectors would buy nothing at all so again it goes back to you're slashing a huge amount of profit from you know the line and again like i said when you slash profit that slashes the budget and that slashes the number of new releases and that it's just a trickle-down effect, so it's really devastating. Sure. It, it would be very, very devastating to the line. So, right, and we have to remember too that you know most of us that are collecting carded like this, you know, we're buying from um, the smaller retailers, right? Entertainment Earth, mm -hmm. Dorkside Toys, Big Bad Toy Store, um, because we want to have those minty figures with purple undented, purple <laughs> with perfect undented. <laughs> Uh, bubbles, you know, we want to have these this, these pristine cards, and um, you know, we're not buying them from the bigger retailers. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, we are we're buying them from Target, Walmart, wherever we can get them, right? The openers, you know, <laughs> the openers, exactly. Um, but you got to think of the impact. You know, these companies that do buy large, not in not the same quantities as Walmart would, but it's still in in notable quantities that surely. Uh, make a difference in in the profits that Hasbro experiences as a result of their purchases. Oh yeah, and it 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 would damage those uh, fan channels a lot too. Because think about it, the reason why people buy figures from fan channels is because, at least in theory, you're guaranteed to be getting a better quality in terms of the packaging. It, it's going to be safer when it comes from them because they know how to package things and they know what you're expecting. Whereas Walmart, Amazon, Target, it, it's coming from some warehouse in a bin. They don't care. They're throwing it in a, you know, bubble mailer or maybe not even. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's getting all thrown around and crushed and they, they just don't care. Uh, fan channels care. But the thing is, if this packaging style goes away and people don't really care about the packaging as much, then they're not going to bother to purchase these items from fan channel. They're just going to purchase it from Walmart or Target or whatever because the packaging doesn't matter to them. They're going to open it anyway. 
So yeah, this affects fan channel as well. Right. And we buy from the fan channel because the product includes the packaging. The packaging is part of the product. Yep. If you, you take that element away, then, you know, surely your sales are going to be affected. So, 100%. you know, I guess we want to make it really clear, you know, that, you know, it, Hasbro's heart is in the right place. This is a good initiative that they have. Um, but I think, you know, if, if we're talking about 100% everything Hasbro does, except for the vintage collection, I don't think that's really um, something that a whole lot of people are going to be up in arms about. If they remove pro- the, the plastic and their packaging all across the board, but continue to leave TVC, I can't see that being really a bad thing. <laughs> no, I, I mean, when you're... The thing about the vintage collection is that it's like you said decades of heritage this is a historical packaging look it's sort of um i don't want to say an antique but it's it's special there are a lot of newer lines that you know they can just create a new style packaging and nobody's going to blink an eye because nobody cares it hasn't been around that long it's like oh whatever okay they changed the packaging no big deal but it is a big deal for this for Star Wars. It's a very big deal because it's supposed to mimic the original toy line. And the original toy line is a huge part of what made Star Wars stick around in pop culture, in 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 the public eye. Those toys were so influential and so key to keeping Star Wars going after all these years all these decades so there there's something to be said about the power of that packaging it just it can't be overstated (laughs) yeah exactly that's what it is that's the power of the packaging right there so hasbro come on continue to give us the vintage collection in its current iteration you know make the bubble smaller um you know make concessions in other areas take out those little plastic bands where you use take out the tape if you need to but um you know we got to make exceptions to to some of these uh, to some of these rules and i think this is one spot where where it's doable to make tweaks to the to the bubble to the plastic use the, the tray the way that it's set up shrink it down a little bit but that bubble's absolutely got to be on there it's got to continue to be the vintage collection if you get if you move away from the what the vintage collection stands for then it's no longer the vintage collection then it becomes something else and something else that people may not care as much about and that's going to cut into your money so you don't want that <laughs> no you don't want that <laughs> okay so we want to add on a uh, positive note right here <laughs> in, in the middle of our concerns about uh the vintage collection going away or the packaging changing and um, Tyler, let's talk a little bit about, uh, we, were, we mentioned the Book of Boba Fett at the opening of the show uh, and how that is in full swing. We've seen some interesting backstory for Boba Fett and his experiences since the Sarlacc. And uh, we've got to know a few characters along the way. So I want to talk about, um, I'll pick three and you can pick three uh, characters that we would like to see make their way into the vintage collection from the Book of Boba Fett. Sure. All right. Do you want to get us started with your uh, number three pick? Well, um, it didn't take long for people to start 
editing their top 25 lists to include a certain character debut. Black Kersantan. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right. Black Kersantan. Um, the black Wookiee that uh, was staring Boba down in Mos Espa. Uh, I think that would make a really awesome figure. And I'm, I'm seeing so many people clamoring and they're like, oh my God, I got to change my list. I got I to gotta add him. <laughs> so... He's, he's going to be a popular character for sure, and it looks like they're going to yeah. be duking it out later in the season. Oh, yeah, for sure. That that's, We're definitely going to get something like that, and I agree. Uh, as soon as he popped onto the screen, I was like, wow, that's probably the scariest Wookiee I've ever seen in Star Wars. <laughs> it's pretty. He's pretty awesome looking. Yeah, very intense, very intense. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that'd be a great, that'd be a great one. Uh, my number three pick is 8D8, simply because we have not had an updated 8D8 since the Power of the Force two days, and he is sorely in need of an update. And what's cool right now is that, uh, you know, it can do double duty as Return of the Jedi or Book of Boba Fett uh, 8D8. So, you know, running change in the packaging, exclusive for the packaging, sell it twice, uh, and sell it many more times because we're all going to buy multiples to open up as well and put in our in our dioramas and such. So we need 88. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. I think a lot of people would agree with that, that choice for sure. Um, for sure. I guess my number two would be, um, Boba in his, uh, nomad black Tuscan robes, because we've seen him in that appearance now several times, uh, we saw it when he first walked up to um, Fennec, and then we saw it in his uh, sort of debut where he, you know, was schwacking a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> on Tython <laughs> before he got his armor back. Uh, and now we've seen it when he sort of first donned the robes uh, in the Book of Boba Fett. The Black Series got that figure. We want him to, so... That's that's my yeah. number two. And I think the Black Series one had a brown robe, didn't it, instead of a black robe? Yeah, the color was a little bit off. They did get some criticism for that, for sure. So if we do get that, we definitely want to have that black robe on that figure. Yes, for sure, for sure. All right, so my number two pick is the Tuscan Chief. Um, I really like seeing uh, a different aspect of Tusken Raiders. You know, they started off as just these monsters in A New Hope that, you know, were out to get you. You know, you can't trust them. They they go in single file to hide their numbers, and then they'll attack you out of the blue. Um, we're definitely getting to see a little bit more uh, about how they live, about their tribes, and the fact that there are different groups, right, They that wear different clothes different colors yeah and um the tuscan chief i think is a really cool concept and i think that would be a really neat figure absolutely absolutely um it's a really cool tribe uh very unique looking we've never seen tuscans that looked like this before so it's it's really cool and different uh and the chief i i concur the chief would be awesome um man i'm struggling to see if i i feel like on one hand sort of a generic black robed Tuscan would be really good because that's sort of an army builder and people would buy multiples of those. Um, so that would be good from a profit standpoint for, you know, funding new tooling or whatever. Um, but I also kind of want to lean towards the, the Tuscan 
not not the chief, but the other one that's been so heavily featured training Boba. Um, yeah. I don't I don't know the, the Tuscan's name, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, and I, I read somewhere that was a female Tuscan, but I I really don't know. There's really no way for yeah. us to see for sure. Well, if it's a female, then she would she would be awesome for sure. Yeah, that'd be a great figure. You kind of figure if if you have the no pun intended. If you have the chief, you kind of need to have that other one as well. True, they complement each other. They complement each other. All right. So is that your number one pick? The uh, the Tuscan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I go back and forth between those two, but yeah, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with her. We'll call her the Tuscan fighter because I I don't know what else to call. Sure. Her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my number one pick. Um, you know, I, I just think it's a really cool design, Garza Whip. I'd love to have a figure of Garza Whip. Good choice, very good choice. Yeah, we need we need more uh, Twi'leks in TVC, and uh, seems like kind of an important character in the series so far. And I'm sure we're gonna get more with that story and more with that awesome uh, Cantina. <laughs> and um, who knows? Maybe we'll get a, we'll get a playset someday of this cantina i would not complain one bit if they did no not at all i would love that that would be that would be really awesome oh you know what i gotta change my number one i'm sorry okay i gotta change my number one uh i'm gonna say max rebo gotta go Mm. with max rebo yeah i was delighted to see um max rebo in uh in this in this show because I think we all assumed he just blew up with the sail barge, right? <laughs> and uh, to see him back, you know, in his element, doing what he does best, playing music with possibly Figure and Dan, possibly not Figure and Dan, um, but doing what he does best, living the life in a cantina, surrounded by, I'm sure, great cocktails. Uh, awesome <laughs> to have him back. And yeah, I think we could stand to do have an upgraded, updated uh, Max Rebo figure. 100% and then they can repack him in uh, you know different packaging for his original trilogy look. So. Oh yes. Oh yeah, let's 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 get it done. There's a lot of good stuff and we still have more episodes and we'll, I'm sure we'll see more characters that we'll also want to get in plastic uh, iteration at some point. Mm-hmm. We could we could totally see maybe uh, Bosk make a debut. Shout out to our buddy Tim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It could be exciting. We we could maybe see what happens to uh, to Dengar to make him look the way he does in the sequel trilogy. Oh gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah. We'll see. What is his name in the sequels? It's like Rothgar Rath- Den or something like that. Yeah, yeah Rothgar Den, something like that. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> weird. Okay. I'm glad that you're spending your energy on Dengar and, you know, doing this, but maybe there's other things we can focus on, too. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, anyway. Uh, good stuff. Well, Tyler, it's been a lot of fun talking about uh, TVC and um, plastic. You know, I know it's, it's it's it may not be the most popular uh, topic that, that we think of when we think of TVC, but it's certainly an, uh, an important one, like you were saying, and certainly something that needs to be discussed um, because we don't want it to just disappear. There needs to be a certain finesse uh, with the way that they handle TVC going forward. And uh, this is, you know, one of those things that, you know, they definitely need to hear us on. Absolutely. It may not be the most exciting topic, but it is critically important. So <laughs> worth talking about for sure. 
Totally. So Tyler, thanks again for coming on. It's been a lot of fun. Um, where can our listeners go to look you up on the interwebs? Well, <laughs> so I have my own collecting profile. Um, it's SW Collector 3.75. I know a very original. Uh, I couldn't think of anything better, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. Um, and then you can you can just follow SWTVC, and I'm I'm one of the contributors there. So um, most of my time and energy goes into that, honestly, these days. Um, but I, I get to my own personal profile when I can. So awesome, good stuff. Well, we'll certainly have links in the show notes, so anybody that um, you know, wants to check you out that for whatever reason hasn't yet, you know, we'll be able to do that. So definitely go follow SWTVC, uh, go ahead and put in your top 25, uh, be sure to, that you include a uh, Garza whip and the Tuscan, um, chief and fighter and Max Revo and all the yeah. characters that we want to see because <laughs> we need them. We need them. Uh, we sure do. We sure do. Can't wait to see everybody's list. Can't wait to see everybody's list and see what uh, what wins out this year. It will be a lot of fun to see. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tyler. We'll, we'll talk again soon. Can't wait. Thank you so much, Victoria. Thank you for listening to the Vintage Collection Podcast. For the latest developments, be sure to visit banthaskull.com and follow our contributors via the links in our show notes. You can follow Victoria's Cantina on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more Star Wars toy collecting content, subscribe to the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel and listen to the Cantina Chatter podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can spare a moment or two, please consider leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help spread the word about the show. No matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in to the Vintage Collection Podcast. Collect them all, and may the force be with you.